And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Man, it feels good to finally be back, and I am so excited to be back here on the show with you. I know it's been a long time. I wish I could tell you why I had to stop the podcast, but the good news is I'm here, I'm back, and I am ready to roll. And speaking of which, of course, I have to talk about the big news from the New York Jets, which is Marcus May. And the fact that the Jets have not reached an extension with Marcus May, which means he will play the 2021 season under the franchise tag, and that the Jets cannot renegotiate a long-term deal until the end of the season. Now, there's a lot to get into with this. And I think the immediate reaction for most Jet fans is the following. Here we go again. Another Jamal Adams case. Another year where we can't sign a safety to a long-term contract. And I can get that reaction. Because the way it's gone the last 10 years, it's been an unorganized mess. And I can completely understand why Jet fans are unhappy about this. And there's a lot of things that come out of this that could hurt Joe Douglas in the long term. And I will get into that. But I do think you have to realize these are completely different situations and completely different players. It's a bit like apples and oranges. I know that's an old cliche, but you have to look at this differently. Jamal Adams, it was a different situation. Jamal Adams was an all-pro safety. And while he looks to be a hybrid player, more of a linebacker than a safety, you can even see Seattle, that contract negotiation, eh, Despite giving up two first-round picks, Seattle's like, "Eh, we're going to take our time on this. And that's one of the reasons why I think Joe Douglas is handling this smartly. Because when you're looking to invest in a football team, there are certain positions where if you have a great player, you don't mind overspending. Football is funny because it's all about budgeting. And I know a lot of Jets fans are saying, well, the Jets aren't paying anyone. Why aren't they just throwing out money to Marcus May? And I can get that argument as well. But you have to also look at the way the thinking has changed within the building. Where under the old regimes, the secondary was very important because they were going to do a lot of blitzes. They weren't investing as much in the defensive line as a pass rush. They were doing the 3-4 defense. So you need corners and safeties that were great in coverage and that can make plays, that could blitz, that could be very versatile. The safeties were more valued in those schemes. Not to saying that they're not valued in Robert Sala's scheme, but you look at what they're trying to do They want to have a great defensive line. It all starts with the defensive line. And they want athletic players in the secondary. I mean, you look at Seattle for years. They never went after players in the first round for the secondary, even a bit with San Francisco. It's all about the defensive line. Which means if you were to invest money for this team, pass rusher, interior pass rusher, they're the guys that you're going to say, okay, we'll break the bank for. If Quinn Williams has a monster year, I see the Jets saying, okay, we're going to give him a huge extension because he is a key piece going forward. You can get away with having B safeties. And a lot of this is also going to depend on Ashton Davis. If Ashton Davis comes back and plays well this year, I think that that could help a little bit uh, with 
softening this blow. But the thing, too, is there's a lot to get into with this whole situation. Now, for Marcus Mace, I completely understand. He's been a team leader and even more of a team leader than Jamal Adams because while Jamal Adams was saying, I'm the leader, everyone follows me. If you listen to what reporters and people in that locker room say, Marcus May was the leader because he led by example. And that, to me, is going to be one of the potential repercussions of this extension. The downside to not getting this extension, for me, is twofold. The first is, what messages is it going to send to the locker room that you're not looking to give your team leader, your defensive leader on this team, the money? But on the same token, here's the other problem that could raise. The Jets now have gone back-to-back off-seasons not wanting to give big contracts to guys within their organization. Now, I also get this, too, because both of those guys were from the previous Mike McCagden regime. Joe Douglas has not drafted them. They were also under different coaches when they were brought in. I mean, Todd Bowles, then Adam Gase, and now you have Robert Sala. Do they really fit the mold, and are they guys within the system that you want to pay a ton of money? But at the same token... If you're a guy like Quinn and Williams or some of these young guys coming up and saying, well, wait a minute, the Jets, they, they just don't want to pay anyone. So that is something that Joe Douglas has to be wary of. And the public image of this is going to be, oh, the Jets can't sign another player. When I think there's a lot more layers to that. And let me get to why I think the Jets were making the right decision here. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, wait a minute, they, they should have re-signed Marcus May to a long-term deal, lock him up. And I could say, sure, but if they were going to have to pay him $16, $17 million a year, I really love Marcus May. I think Marcus May is a very good player. But at his best, he's maybe a Pro Bowl player. And this is the other thing that I think no one's talking about, too, is the age and the timing. Marcus May was an older player when he came out in the draft. He's 28 years old, and he's going to be 29 at the end of this upcoming season. Smart general managers, when you give the big contract, you give it early. You give it to the guy when they're 25, 26, 27, where you know, okay, at least for the first couple years when the contract's guaranteed, I got these guys in their 20s and in their prime. Now, for Marcus May, that timing is a little bit later. And the Jets also have the franchise tag. Marcus May is still going to get a good chunk of change. He's still going to be paid in the top five for a safety salary. So they're looking at it from this perspective of, well, we like you a lot, but we're not sure if we really want to give you the biggest safety contract. Because the NFL is different than most other leagues where a lot of these guys, they're just looking to reset the market. Now, if you're the best player of the position, I get that. But when you're a very good player and you want the top contract for safeties and the Jets are saying, well, if we were really looking at the pecking order of investing, it'd be quarterback, offensive line, great receiver. On the defense, it'd be pass rusher, interior pass rusher, Lockdown corner, versatile linebacker. I mean, safety in the pecking order is very low. It is incredibly low, and you can see why. Because 
even though a great safety can help elevate this defense, you can get away with good safety play. You don't have to have spectacular safety play. And once again, I love Marcus May. I would love to see him long-term on this team, but we've also seen this team be burned by bad long-term defensive contracts like C.J. Mosley. Now, the hope is C.J. Mosley returns to form this year, but to me, Joe Douglas has made it clear. If there is an elite player at his position, we will try to sign him. Now, the Jets haven't had that elite player. I think the big one's going to be Quinton Williams when he comes up. Now, with Marcus May, he's a very good player. But Joe Douglas is not going to overpay for a position that isn't necessarily a key cog in the new system that's being run and could hurt them making moves in the long term. Keep in mind, the Jets are still rebuilding. I think that there are they did a lot of great off things this year. They had an incredible draft. I really am excited to see this offense. I'm excited to see Zach Wilson. But they still, to me, are at least a year away. And I think Joe Douglas realizes that. And to me, this is pushing the Marcus May situation to next year, where you can go into the offseason next year and say, okay, we want to see Marcus in this new scheme because it's a brand new scheme. Maybe Marcus doesn't look as good in this scheme. And if he doesn't, the Jets can say, okay, we dodged a bullet. We can move on. But if Marcus May all of a sudden plays like a pro bowl or an all pro, the Jets can go, okay, we can franchise tag you again, and we will really work on a long-term contract. A lot of this is to see how he fits potentially in the system. Because you want to see that firsthand. Because let's face it, he's been in Adam Gase's, Todd Bowles' scheme before. He's never been in this kind of scheme. Now, I think his skill sets and cover skills will translate very well to this scheme, and he could be a great player. But I know the immediate reaction of most me members is like, oh my God, the Jets are at it again. The Jets are at it again. They can't sign their own players. They want to see how he does, I think, in the system. I really believe that that is the reason why they're doing the franchise. I think they didn't want to overpay for him. Now, if he plays great next year, the Jets might say, okay, it's time to pay up and we know we can play in the system. But it gives them some flexibility where they don't have to get stuck with a bad contract and a player that doesn't fit a scheme that they're trying to operate. And keep in mind for this, Joe Douglas is probably looking at this situation as well and going, Marcus wasn't a good fit. We can move on because we still have a ton of draft capital in next year's draft and free agency. I see that the Jets, it's easy to pick on the Jets. And I think that's what you're going to see a lot of in the media. And I can see why. But I don't think people are looking at the full picture here of this. And I think that the headlines are going to be, you know, Joe Douglas can't sign another great player. The Jets are, once again, not paying their biggest star on the team, arguably, which is Marcus May. You can make that case. But to me, they're just trying to still feel this thing out. This is a whole new regime, a whole new scheme. They're trying to just figure this out. And look, Joe Douglas is trying to get a long-term plan. If he feels Marcus May is going to be a part of that, I do think he will make him a substantial offer after the season. But he wants to see him play in this scheme because it is a completely different scheme. 
And if he does well, I think the Jets will pay him. If he doesn't, then the Jets can move on and it won't hurt them. But once again, I think the headlines are going to be, this is going to be a distraction going into camp. And I do think that is an unintended consequence because you know the press is going to be asking Marcus and the defense about this contract because it's easy for the press to get on this. It's easy question to ask. And you know a lot of Jet fans, like myself, are going to be looking into this and going to be hanging on this. The Jets are just playing within the NFL system of paying players and also with the franchise tag. They knew that they have it. They have it for next year with Marcus May. So for them, it works out great. And I feel bad for Marcus May because you want to see players get their money. But at the same time, the Jets are in a transition period and they need to figure out what pieces from the old regime fit and which pieces do not. And unfortunately for Marcus May, with this timing, he's going to have to play under this franchise tag this year to see if he fits in the system. If he plays great, I see the Jets giving him a big extension or franchising and then giving him a big extension. If it doesn't work out, then the Jets will move on. So there's a lot to dissect, but I know this is going to be a storyline the entire season, especially in the preseason and training camp. But overall, I think the Jets are handling this the smart way. I know that there's going to be negative repercussions from this, especially could this upset the locker room. But for the long term, this was the right play by Joe Douglas and the New York Jets. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to be back. Remember to hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any of our latest content on the New York Jets, the NFL, and just sports in general. Promise you, you're not going to want to miss any of this. Only here on Rich Sports Talk.